This is Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And we are talking BYU football and basketball on today's edition of the podcast. We're going to run down some of the things learned from BYU football practice yesterday, as well as a look at the former Cougars in the pros here in this first segment. Let you know where guys are lining up in the NFL preseason. I know we're a couple weeks into it, but wanted to let you know where you can catch former Cougars. You also today will hear from BYU running back Tyson Williams. Had a chance to catch up with BYU's projected starting running back. Talk about his transition to BYU and what he's made of fall camp. You'll hear from him today as well as we'll get to our church and state rivalry player countdown series and a recap of BYU men's basketball's opening game of their Italian tour over in Italy. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast brought to you by our title sponsor on the podcast, Deseret First Credit Union. They want to let you know how you can go about finding your why and making your passion project a reality. We'll tell you a little bit about that as today's podcast progresses. And with that, let's get going. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 20th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the podcast. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. And thanks again for downloading the show and joining us for another edition of Locked On Cougars. Let's start off today with some of the news and notes learned from BYU football practice yesterday, and that's just that. BYU is getting close to wrapping up fall camp. They'll have their final scrimmage on Wednesday when they'll officially close camp is what it's expected. Kalani Sitake said yesterday they're kind of already transitioning into game week prep mode as they prepare for Utah just nine days away from today. Uh, but they're still not necessarily closed all the way and I expect that scrimmage will mark the final conclusion of fall camp for BYU. So interested to, learn, to find out what we learn from there. But I think the biggest news coming out of practice yesterday with no media availability in terms of the uh, practice observation time. So that's kind of been the one uh, transition in particular of BYU making the move to game week is no media observation period. But after practice, we did see Moroni Laulu Pututau on the field working out. He wasn't in pads. He's just in a jersey and shorts. He's going through the five-day acclimatization period from the NCAA. But that would put him on track to join the team on a full-time basis in pads coming up this coming Monday as they prepare for Utah. Uh, he's told the media media uh, during during fall camp he feels like he doesn't need a lot of reps to be ready to go but all the same after a layoff like he's had during fall camp you would hope that he's ready to go right away but he's still going to need some time to practice and here's hoping that he's on the field Monday through Wednesday next week practicing with his teammates getting the game plan down and then he's able to contribute on Thursday against the University of Utah I think that's the ideal best case scenario for BYU to have him on the field alongside Matt Bushman, have two legit receiving threats at tight end, guys that know the system inside and out and can really play at a high level. And the best news coming out of it is the MLP, as most people like to call him, instead of saying Moroni, Laulu, Pututau, uh, he's healthy. That's the biggest thing. It's been academics. He's had to get some classes in order to be able to come out and play for BYU, but that's the best news is that he's healthy and ready to contribute. So I think that BYU fans, you can Rest easy knowing that you have another option at tight end for BYU. A guy that's 
I think he's got his eyes on the NFL like Matt Bushman. I also wanted, before we take a break here, uh, run down where you can find current or former BYU players playing in the NFL. And there's uh, 80 current players from the state of Utah have connections to the colleges in Utah on NFL rosters. Of course, the 90-man rosters are still going. Uh, Cutdowns from those rosters will come all at once on August 31st. It'll be interesting to see all those guys lose their jobs that get cut right away, but that's how it's going to go. There's no more of those progressive cuts. But let's run down real quick the list of where you can find former Cougars currently playing on an NFL roster, and we'll just do this real quick. Uh, In Green Bay, you have Jamal Williams running back from BYU. Long snapper John Denny he continues his legendary streak playing for the Miami Dolphins as a long snapper. Kyle Van Noy is a two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Taysom Hill, holy smokes, talk about the coverage over the weekend going through the roof. He's the front page of ESPN.com. Sam Farmer from the LA Times has a whole column on him. Taysom Hill legitimately might be the backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints this year, and what a story that would be, and best of luck to him. He's shown extremely well in the preseason so far. So Taysom Hill, backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Michael Davis, who also had a great piece in the LA Times about him coming from Glendale, California and ascending to being a starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers. He is playing for the Chargers and I'm hoping that he gets an opportunity to really show what he can do. It's been quite the story to see him transform himself from getting benched as a senior at BYU, now being a starter in the NFL. I'm going to link the stories for both Taysom Hill and Davis from the LA Times in the show notes if you want to read up on those. Fred Warner, linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers, was a healthy scratch on Monday Night Football last night as the 49ers beat the Denver Broncos 24-15. They didn't want to risk him to injury, so he sat out. Daniel Sorensen continues his play for the Kansas City Chiefs as a safety. Bronson Kafusi has had quite the uh, quite the training camp or uh, preseason in the NFL for the New York Jets. Really showing well, and I think he'll probably make the roster. Here's hoping. Harvey Longy also on the roster as a linebacker for the New York Jets. Sione Takitaki turning heads with the Cleveland Browns at linebacker. Corbin Kafusi has had his moments playing for the New Orleans Saints alongside Taysom Hill. He's as tall as ever. He's wearing the number 69 for a guy who stands six foot nine. It's a great number for him. Uh, Ziggy Ansah has been slowed in the preseason, but here's hoping he's full go soon for the Seattle Seahawks, his new team after leaving the Detroit Lions in the offseason. DeAndre Wesley is with the Buffalo Bills as an offensive tackle. And the most recent signing in terms of former Cougars is Kai Nakua getting signed by the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. So best of luck to all of those players as they chase their NFL dreams and those NFL paychecks. And we'll be tracking how things go in terms of roster cutdowns on August 31st. We'll do a, a recap of that the day after as we talk about who made the team and who didn't make the team. I'm hopeful that most of the guys that have BYU connections do make NFL rosters, but of course we'll track it all for you right here on your daily podcast for BYU, the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, uh, we will step aside here, come back on the other side, catch up on an interview I did with Tyson Williams, BYU running back. Always a fun interview. He's an insightful young man, a little bit older now, a little more mature, had some good thoughts on coming to BYU. So we'll get to that next, as well as our church and state rivalry player countdown series, and later on recapping BYU basketball's first game in Italy as a win over a Lithuanian club. Before we do that, though, Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is available to you guys if you are playing Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is where you want to listen so that way you can stay up to date on everything going on with Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny's got the edge for you with over 20 years of covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same podcast as everyone else, then you'll be just the same as them. Get the edge from Vinny. It'll put you ahead on draft day and keep you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football is available on your favorite podcast podcast provider. 
Guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in a minute, but I wanted to talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union, of course, you guys know, uh, sponsors the Deseret First duel between BYU and Utah, their season-long series head-to-head, uh, teams winning the trophy if they win the most sporting events head-to-head. Of course, BYU and Utah football will be the first sporting event to be played in the Deseret First duel this year, but Deseret First Credit Union also shares a faith-based bond with its members, but also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They want you they want you to ask what's your focus right now? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything and with rates still extremely low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. With a no-cost refinance from Deseret First, you can get locked on locked in, excuse me, to a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month. I've had two of my siblings who own homes recently refinance their homes and they have saved themselves a significant portion of money a month. So I'd encourage you guys to ch- uh, chat with the DFCU mortgage team. They'll work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, your fifth home, or even an investment property, they are ready to help. Call them 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Once again, that phone number 801-456-7070. Check them out, guys. Deseret First Credit Union. You know why we show how. Membership and eligibility required. OAC. Terms and conditions apply. Deseret First Credit Union is an equal housing lender. Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jake Hatch, your host here. Reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports. And also, when you're at the water cooler, you'll be the, water cooler, excuse me, you'll be the smartest guy in the room. You'll be the most knowledgeable BYU fan around. All right. I uh, had a chance to catch up with Tyson Williams, BYU graduate transfer running back. Exciting to speak with this young man. A guy who has been through a lot. It's his third program, speaking of playing for BYU. Originally signed with North Carolina, transferred to South Carolina. Uh, didn't play a ton, had some moments there, but is now at BYU looking to go out with a bang. And all things indicate that he is going to be your starting running back for BYU. And I think everything he has shown during fall camp has kind of... Uh, proven that the coaching staff at BYU knew what they were doing when they went out and pursued him as a graduate transfer. So I was excited to catch up with him, get some of his thoughts on fall camp, as well as what he's looking forward to showing this upcoming season and even adapting to life in Provo. So here you go. Tyson Williams right here on Locked on Cougars. How has fall camp been for you? And I know you've been through a bunch of fall camps at different programs, but how's your fall camp at BYU been so far? Um, I feel like it's been I feel like it's been pretty good. I mean, like I said, just on a day to day basis, just still learning things, you know, the techniques and you know the intricacies, um, just of the offense and stuff like that. But other than that, I feel like it's it's been pretty good. Is it nice to have a coaching staff that has brought you in, really just giving you a, a chance to really show what you can do? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, for any player, I think, you know, that's the kind of position you want to be in. But um, like I said, this, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, you know, that they, uh, you know, felt the need to bring me here. And um, like I said, you know, just want to go out there and you know, be the best you uh, on the field. What was the biggest lure that they used to, in terms of recruiting you to come here? 
Uh, I, I really wouldn't say opportunity. I think for me it was just kind of uh, learning who they were as people. Because, um, I mean, the grad transfer process is a little bit it's more difficult than you know, the undergrad process. So um, it's just a lot more on trust, you know. So I feel like, you know, throughout the process, it was you know, a lot of things, a lot of uh, hurdles that had been taken care of. So um, just throughout the process, you just gained a lot of trust in, you know, who they were um, as coaches, but then who they were as men. Entering that transfer process, you've done, you did it as an undergrad. You went from North Carolina to South Carolina, but now you, did, you said you use graduate tra- transfer. Mm-hmm. What's different in terms of the two different scenarios? Uh, grad transfer is just a little bit more work. I mean, you have to be able to, first of all, you have to, you know, have you know, decent grades, uh, you know, because you're going into a grad program. Um, then you have to get admitted and things like that. So, um, what else I have to do? I have to take the GRE. Okay. <laughs> so it's just little things like that where, you know, as an undergrad, it's just like, oh, I can just go over here. And, but um, it really, honestly, man, it's just, um, it helps you not to take the, the process for granted just because it's like, you know, you go through so much stuff, especially as a grad transfer. And in some uh, other institutions, it's probably not as rigorous, but here it's pretty rigorous. So, man, you just, you just take it, you know, you, you have a lot of respect and a lot of pride for it. When you put your name into the portal, I know the transfer portal is a newer thing, but when you put your name in there, how much contact daily was there from other programs? Um, it's hard to kind of just put my put a number on it because I was just, you know, talking to uh, to coaches, okay. you know. But um, I mean, I feel like it's just kind of based on, um, you know, who, like how were you as a player, you know? So, um, you know, if you had you know decent tape and stuff like that, you have you know decent amount of, decent amount of coaches, you know, reach out to you and um, you know sell sell you that pitch. As a guy who spent time in the ACC and the SEC, how does in terms of what you've gone through in practice here at BYU compare? far as what? Just in terms of, like, the, I guess the overall uh, level of, of talent, et cetera. Um, I feel like the talent is pretty good. Um, like I said, I mean, people, I always say people go to the league from everywhere. People don't just go to the league from the ACC, SEC. So um, that's just kind of the thing that I always tell people. Working with guys like Coach Stewart and Coach Grimes, what's it been like building that relationship with them? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. Like I said, uh, you know, both experienced coaches, um, and then Coach Stewart, like I said, he's um, you know, he's been he's been coaching running backs for quite a while now. So, um, like any anything he tells you is, is going to help you. You know, it's going to prepare you for the next level. So, um, I've just been trying to just you know, in a way, just kind of break down my game, you know, and just add pieces, you know, that that he's telling me, so I can just make my game um, and take it to another level. What have been the main pieces you've been working on? Really, a lot of everything, uh, even from you know my eyes in the run game and um, pass pro. Uh, you know, even, you know, catching the ball and stuff like that. I mean, there's, I don't think there's been one time on the field where um, he hasn't coached me up, you know, like I've been in all situations. So um, really just kind of just taking everything in and just, you know, like I said, at the, you know, once the season kicks off, I want to be the best version of me. With, do you consider yourself a true all-around running back, or do you have a specialty in your mind at, at running back that you specialize in? Um, I know I'm definitely, I definitely know I have the capability to be an all-around running back, but um, I, I would say I'm an all-around running back, but I, like I said, I just still think some, some things that I could just clean up, which, I mean, I feel like every player has that, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's, it's, nobody's ever perfect, so, I mean, it's just each and every day I just try to come out and practice and improve. You've been here in Provo for a little bit now. What has been your favorite part about it? What was your favorite spot, I guess? Oh, uh, favorite spot to eat? Uh, sure, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, 
this might be kind of bad, but honestly, when I first got out here, a lot of people were crazy about um, in and out. Yeah. So I just had to hit in and out a couple of times, just to be like, okay, like what's like what's what's really good about it. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think about something just like that's relative to the area that's not everywhere. Uh, I know I just kind of reached out like on Twitter, like what's the best food spots? Yeah. I know they talked about J Dogs, Bam Bams. So I mean, all those spots have been pretty good. And I'm still like searching now, just trying to find some more spots because I really want to try to hit as most uh, most spots as I can before you know like my time's up here. As a kid coming from the south, what's been the adjustment to Utah been like for you? I think the hardest thing is just the the elevation okay. and, the, and the uh and the dryness. Yes. Um, that's just like a daily thing I have to deal with just because I come out come out of practice and like my mouth is dry, tongue is dry, and then you know, especially like in the humidity, I don't really have to deal with that because you're always sweating, you're always, you know, uh, kind of like in moisture. So here, I think that's just a daily reminder of like, you know, you're not in the southeast, so <laughs> that's that's probably been the biggest thing. Awesome, Tyson. Thanks so much for the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go, Tyson Williams, and he said his goal is once the season starts to be the best version of him. He feels like he's an all-around running back, and I wouldn't expect anything less from him, but he's a guy you can tell has wanted to be kind of in the limelight, be the lead back on a team, and it appears that BYU is going to give him that opportunity. That's not to say that Lopini Katoa and Emmanuel Asupa will not be taking carries away from him, or maybe even Sione Finau, who has shown extremely well during fall camp, but I do think Tyson Williams, barring some injury at some point, is going to be your lead back for BYU this coming season and I'm expecting big things from him and you can tell he's really grateful for the opportunity to be a part of the BYU football program and I'm hopeful that he's able to go out and show what he's kind of planned on showing his entire career. No guy goes into college football. These guys are all competitors. No guy goes into college football thinking, you know what? I'd like to just get my education and move on. No, he has a goal to go to the league, speaking of the NFL, and he sees this opportunity with BYU as his one shot to do that, to put the film together, to show the NFL that he has what it takes to make it at the next level, and I wish him nothing but the best. And speaking with him, he's actually a guy who's going to be studying mass communications. He's not doing the MPA program, he's doing a Master's of Mass Communication, so a guy who's got goals to do sports media after his playing days are over, and I think he's going to be well served in that role, regardless of whenever that comes. I'm hopeful that it's not for a little bit, because I'd, I'd, I'd hope that he gets that opportunity to go out and show what he can do. All right, before we take a break here, of course, we need to get to our Church and State Rivalry Player Countdown Series. And well, for all intents and purposes, the number nine has been retired at BYU because they have a jersey up on the uh, facade up there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium with Jim McMahon's name on it. I think a lot of people understand that. But the numbers eight, six, uh, and nine have all essentially been retired along with number 14 because of the players who have had their names retired. I know that players have inquired in the past about about using those numbers and they've essentially been told you know what we'd rather you find another number to use and I can understand why BYU would do that because they don't necessarily uh, want to have guys playing in those numbers that are so legendary to BYU fans, but it makes for a little bit of a conundrum when it comes to me covering the team and this player countdown series. So one thing I wanted to do, and there were some players when we had the transition from the roster that was announced earlier on in the summer as we started this countdown to the fall camp roster that was announced, some guys' numbers got skewed a little bit. So we're going to go backwards a little bit and talk 
talk about Bo Tanner, a senior defensive back from Gilbert, Arizona, formerly of Scottsdale Community College, transferred to BYU, has seemingly left BYU three or four times in his BYU career. He'll be wearing the number 27 this upcoming season as a redshirt or a six-year senior. I'm not even sure what his eligibility clock is like, but uh, Bo Tanner was a guy who had one of the most exciting touchdown catches against Utah State a couple years back, is now on the defensive side of the ball, and has all the physical gifts to be a standout athlete, but for whatever reason has not been able to put it together on the football field. I'm hopeful he's able to go out and show something this year. He uh, deepens an already deep safety group for BYU where he's been mainly been working. I know some people have said that he should be playing at cornerback or maybe even be moved back to the offensive side of the ball to bolster the wide receiver position. But I think he's in a good spot. He's hopeful, I'm, I'm sure, of being able to play a little bit this year. He's had to kind of regain the trust of his coaches and his teammates after leaving BYU multiple times. He entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal earlier on this offseason. And I'm hopeful that Bo, at six foot 189 pounds, can go out and have the I guess farewell tour that he's always looked forward to. I thought he would have been out of eligibility at this point, but it's a benefit to have a guy who is that athletic. He's got straight line speed, ability, cutting ability, all the different things you need to see that could translate to the defensive backfield. And if worse comes to worse and BYU is uh, forced to press him into extensive action due to injuries or otherwise, I don't think they'd be missing too much in terms of the athleticism part of the equation. I'm just hopeful he's able to pick up this defense and contribute in some meaningful way in his final season in a BYU uniform. So there you go. Today's player on the player countdown series at number nine. I know we're not we're not trying not to solely the name of Jim McMahon, one of the greatest of all time at BYU, but wanted to go backwards a little bit and talk about senior defensive back Bo Tanner. All right, we will step aside here, come back on the other side, need to switch gears and talk some BYU basketball. They are in Italy. They were in Florence yesterday playing their first game of a four-game tour of Italy. We'll recap how they did in that game next right here on the podcast. Before we do that, though, the Locked On NFL podcast is here for you guys if you want to look at the NFL each and every day. Matt Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout and is the co-host of this show. He's the analyst alongside host Brian Peacock and they bring you the 30,000 foot view of everything going on in the NFL each and every day on the Locked On NFL podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I would encourage you guys to check it out as your daily national podcast on all things NFL. Matt has unique takes after spending so much time as a scout in the NFL ranks. He can give you all the information you need to know about the NFL each day. So check out the Locked On NFL podcast on your favorite podcast provider. today's edition of the podcast I want to thank you guys again for your continued support of the show it's always a blast to talk BYU football with you and I've had a few people reaching out over the last couple of days saying that they've really enjoyed the podcast and that really does help quite a bit. I'd like you to encourage you guys to give us a good rating and review on whatever podcatcher you're using, especially if you're using Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, the algorithms, when you start reviewing this podcast and leaving notes, it makes the podcast more popular in their feeds, which only helps build the audience. I want to thank you guys in advance for your continued support of the show. I know that sounds weird to say thank 
you guys in advance for continued support. But regardless, if you're a longtime listener, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Friday, I think the 23rd, maybe Saturday, is going to be our one-year anniversary of this podcast kicking off. It's crazy to think we've been going that long, but I have enjoyed every day we have done a podcast. We're coming up on 300 total podcasts over the past year. And I can't thank you guys enough for supporting this venture. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to bring it to you guys each and every day. All right, before we go on today's podcast, do need to talk a little BYU basketball. They are in Italy. They started their four-game tour of their international tour yesterday in Florence. They opened their tour with a 92-64 victory over BC Salute, a Lithuanian professional team. TJ Haas uh, had a 23-point, 10-assist double-double. He was 7-10 from the field. That's only a 70% clip. 5-8 of eight from three-point range, so a fantastic showing for him in addition to two steals. Yoli Childs added 16 points. Jake Toulson had a double-double with 13 points and 10 rebounds. And Zach Selyus added 12 points. Also, all four of them scoring in double figures. Uh, Toulson led the team with 10 rebounds. Gavin Baxter and Childs had eight apiece in the win. So a fantastic showing for BYU men's basketball in their opening game overseas. Their second game will be in Rome today against another Lithuanian team. Uh, it's LCC International from Lithuania. They'll be played at Arena Altero. Felici in Rome. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. The game is scheduled to tip at 8 p.m. in Italy, which will be 12 o'clock mountain time. It's kind of disappointing there isn't any live streams of this. I was hopeful a BYU fan or administrator could pull out their phone and give us some grainy, you know, uh, periscope footage of the game. That'd be absolutely fantastic. I know they did it on their previous international tour, and anything is great. They had some highlights. You can go to BYU Basketball on Twitter and look at some of the highlights and photos, etc., from the game. But all All things considered, a good opening game for BYU. Congratulations to Mark Pope and his staff on the good showing in the first game. And here's hoping that game two goes just as swimmingly as game one did. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll have more interviews throughout the week. Chris Kimrani from The Athletic is going to join me as our final opponent preview series. We'll talk about the Utah Utes with him working for The Athletic, doing a great job. Former writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, a dear friend. Excited to catch up with him. Also have a couple other interviews in the bank coming up this week. Gennaro Guilford, BYU cornerbacks coach, as well as a conversation with Lopini Katoa as well. So plenty of interviews coming your way this week. So stay tuned for all of that right here on your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars, Locked on Cougars. And also a reminder for you guys that Deseret First Credit Union, they are the title sponsor of this podcast and like to help you guys out. If you're looking to save some money, check out a refinance. Give them a call. Uh, Deseret First Credit Union, fantastic partner of Locked On Cougars of course also the sponsor of the Deseret First Duel featuring BYU and Utah nine days away from today in football as well as a season long series across all sports but give them a call if you want to refinance 801-456-7070 801-456-7070 or visit them at dfcu.com for more information alright that'll do it for today catch you guys tomorrow this has been Locked On Cougars for August 20th, 2019.